congrats. We survived. Oh, yeah. We survived, and it's been crazy. I know we, we've been, you know, uh, it's been a pretty decent amount of time since we've done this because of craziness in our lives. And uh, Yeah, I like, forgot the intro. I forgot everything. Oh, yeah. We, we, we don't even know what's going on anymore. But, you know, one thing to note is both of us caught COVID. We had the COVID. We had the thing. We the- had it. It was a horribly wonderful time. I'm sure everyone that's listening, all like eight people, are like, "Yeah, those dumbasses." Of yeah. course they had it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we didn't. We, it wasn't like we were running around licking doorknobs or nothing. You know, we we were pretty safe in general. As they, yeah, we did like we broke no laws. Mm-hmm. We did everything by the books, and uh, and it still happened. Yeah, it still fucked so us. That's how that's how it can work. Yeah, and it was it was bad. It was not fun, and uh, we'll probably get into that more as we go on. But uh, uh, what do you think, Kev? What, what, what should we start with today? I mean, look, we're already on a topic, so let, let, let's make everyone feel bad for us. Okay. Tell about right. how, how horrifying it really was. No, I mean, I'm actually pretty thankful in the end because, like, we, a lot of people that we knew had it, like, at once. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, including my parents, so that was also very scary, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, luckily everyone was pretty okay, and I recognize that we're pretty lucky because of that. Mm-hmm. I actually was in the hospital for, like, five days because uh, I started getting tight in the chest, and that's, like, a telltale sign of something going awry. So I went in, and they gave me a chest x-ray and found there was some beginning signs of pneumonia, not ammonia, mm-hmm. and the P and the N and the E and the U. Yes, that, yeah. those are the letters. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, took, it took me a while back in my youth to figure out the difference. Uh, so, yeah, I was there. They put me on the rudesivir, the crazy drugs and stuff. Um, but I felt I was feeling pretty good by, mm-hmm. like, day two. I was just bored as hell. Yeah, I, I – um I, uh, you know, we both kind of got exposed at the same time at a, at a specific event and exposed a bunch of people that we were close with. And it was, you know, no one could have known. It was just a crazy situation, totally benign situation. And I caught it and, uh, you know, two weeks of having to be in my basement, pretty much locked up and people putting food under the door for me, all that kind of good stuff. And, I ended up going to the hospital for a total of about 12 hours, and it was awful. I can't blame the, the hospital, though. They, they did everything they could, but I got stuck in an isolation room for three hours while I felt like I was going to pass out. And I asked the nurse if I could go to bed or somewhere as I was sitting in a chair that was totally uncomfortable. And she just basically said, well, if you're going to pass out, just just pass out. And I was like, ah, thank you. Thanks for all the help there. It really makes me feel better as I'm literally going to pass out. And I eventually did pass out. But, you know, that we everyone expected so that. So if you're going to sleep anyway, why do you need the bed? Yeah. But, you know, it was – I didn't have it as bad as Kev. You know, if we're talking symptoms, I had crazy lower body pain, worse than any three-a-day football practice I've ever had, you know – uh fogginess in my head i couldn't even focus on video games or tv i would just turn it all on just to have it on to have a noise going but that's it couldn't even watch family guy it's like you're so miserable you can't even distract yourself from how miserable oh, you're yeah. feeling that's the worst kind and then and then you know the worst part was and i don't think kev i don't think you had the same situation but i got tested three separate times i tested negative every single time and on my when i went to the hospital uh, they said, all right, we're going to do a CAT scan of your lungs, and that shows the lesions that mean you have COVID. And so they found out I did have it, and it was like, thank God I finally had the situation where they were like, hey, you definitely have it. And I'm like, oh, finally. Because yeah, you, you were doing the PCR ones, too, like the ones that are supposed to be more accurate, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. A, that's th- things I've learned about in recent months oh, yeah, because the, I've had to deal with all this. Yeah, the, the, the rapid test is not as accurate. And the thing is, everyone throws around numbers, so I can't even – some people say 50-50, this and that. I – who knows? Yeah, I don't even think they really know, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they would tell me. Like the yeah. doctors would tell me or the nurses that I was signing up to do tests with. Like they would tell mm-hmm. me, hey, just so you know, rapid tests tend to – come back potentially with more false results than the mm-hmm. PCRs do, but, you know, they take longer, blah, blah, blah. So it was all the pros and cons you had to weigh mm-hmm. when you were doing it. But, yeah, so even even when you were doing the more precise version of the test, it mm-hmm. was still coming back negative Oh yeah, and when you were feeling like absolute shit. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, the crazy part, too, is just to get a test during that period of time was a nightmare. I mean, oh, God, I remember sitting in the uh, parking lot for yeah, like four hours. Yeah, we, we sat in the parking lot together for four hours waiting to get tested. But the line showed there was like a line and they didn't have any f- effective system of getting people in line. 
it was a total nightmare. But, you know, fortunately, we both recovered and all of our family members who caught it and people that we known who caught it all recovered without any problems. So, you know, overall, it was a blessing. I mean, thank God I have the, uh, the antibodies now, so I can kind of move about a little more comfortably than most. And, you know, as much as, you know, again, I'm, I'm a pretty young guy in my mid-20s and it kicked my ass, you know, but it's still good to know that chances of me catching again, pretty damn low. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was nuts. I mean, <laughs> for when you were in the, uh, in the isolating ward, do you have the same thing where you, they wouldn't let you go to the bathroom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, in those emergency rooms or those floors, they have, like, communal bathrooms. There's, they're not attached to specific rooms in that area. Mm-hmm. And they told us, like, hey, you can't go to the bathroom because you're, you have it. Or mm-hmm. if, we, if they weren't sure you had it, they thought you probably did. So they took the chance that you did have it and wouldn't let you use the bathroom. So they give you the, give you the big old jug. Mm-hmm. And then, God forbid, you needed a bedpan for number twos. I refused. <laughs> yeah. I refused. I felt it coming on. I was like, nope. Stuff that <laughs> stuff that back up. I'm waiting until I get a room. I'm not wanting this meerkat today. And I survived. I did. But it was we were we were cutting it close towards well, the end there. Well, off of something on the whole testing thing, I saw this crazy thing. The president of Tanzania came out with this whole uh, – he was on TV or yada, yada, yada. And apparently – They had gotten some tests from the WHO to use on their citizens. The president was skeptical of everything to begin with. All the COVID stuff, you know, a bit of a bit of a crazy guy. Well, he was like, fuck it. We're going to test tons of random shit around the country. They tested motor oil. They tested a goat. They tested some birds. They tested like just rubbing it on someone's pants. Like they tested tons of random shit, put fake names on the bottles, put fake ages, put them in, sent them out to the WHO who I don't know if they had a field lab or if they had a lab somewhere else or if it was actually sent out of country. But nonetheless, it was sent out like 80 to 85% of them came back positive. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, you know, it's one of those where, again, it's Tanzania, probably not the most trust trusting country, you know, in general. I don't know if I would trust everything coming out of Tanzania. But I don't, it's still... One of the things where, like, maybe, maybe, kind of ske- kind of right. sketchy, man. Well, I remember yeah, in the early days, it was like, oh, don't worry, you can't give it to your pets or anything like that. And then once we all started getting sick, I looked it up, and they were saying at that point that, oh, maybe you can actually get, like, your dog can get COVID. And I was like, no, not my dog. Oh, God. <laughs> Anything but my dog. So that was terrifying, too, but my dog's fine. But yeah, so you don't like that. It could be anywhere, and it could be everything. I mean, the whole debate of, you know, how long it stays on the surfaces is still something mm-hmm. we don't know for sure, and... So even after coming out and, yeah, feeling maybe a little bit more comfortable because we know we have some type of mm-hmm. pseudo-immunity for at least a couple months, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. there's still that level of caution. So, I mean, our lives haven't really changed very much since we came back. Like, we're still oh yeah quarantining with people and stuff. I mean, like, it's all still the same level of two weeks off not of doing work, anything. Which was brutal. Excuse me. Oh, why am I tired? I'm not tired. I'm tired. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead inside. That's it. Yeah, that's what it is. But, you know, it, it, I had to take two weeks off of work, which was just absolutely brutal. <laughs> I got no more personal or fun days for the rest of the year. Yeah, I missed the last day of the season for the park that I was working at, so that was kind of a bummer because I enjoyed my time there. And then, like, our very last day of the season, I couldn't go because no. I was like, hey, I might be sick. And they're like, yeah, don't come in. <laughs> I go, okay, bye. Bye forever, I guess. Nice, nice meeting you. But, you know, other than that, the world has been – kind of crazy man it's been a pretty wild time i mean well you know we had the election happen that would happen right when we actually caught covid yeah and like that was i was just getting symptoms i remember yeah. like what november 4th was the tuesday was the mm-hmm. uh, the monday i was sick i just started like dropping oh yeah all my vitals were just <laughs> sinking to the floor i was like oh no what's gonna happen oh yeah the Is only because of this the only positive of covid was that i didn't have to be in my uh my work's office to hear any of the political drama that could go on and i was just like thank god i don't feel like talking about any of this yeah silver linings yeah yeah that was i was definitely my mentality as well i was just like okay i'm just gonna deal with the thing that's right in front of me because right now all of that seems pretty small compared to the fact that i have this deadly disease but you know the people are finally you know we had we had cyberpunk drop and it turned into a freaking nightmare what what else has happened recently, Kev? What other crazy things have happened? Dude, Cyberpunk just makes me so sad. Yeah, Christmas, whole Christmas season, not being able to get an Xbox One X or a uh, PS Five or any of the uh, 
uh, GPUs that are. Not that I was going to really get one anyway. Like, I wasn't planning on getting one. I yeah. Your, like, I, I'm kind of waiting a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's why I did with the last, like, when the original Xbox One came out, or the PS4s or whatever. Mm-hmm. I waited around for a while, and it was fine. I, I do remember playing, because uh, it's happening again, too, that back when that was happening, they came out with Dragon Age Inquisition. And it was one of those things where they're like, oh, it's on Xbox One, but you can play it on the 360. I went, sweet. Mm-hmm. I remember playing that game on the 360 and going, why does everything look terrible and why is nothing working right? <laughs> and I was too young to really understand why because I didn't understand like programming and developing at the time. Mm-hmm. But now I see it all happening again. It happened with Cyberpunk. Um, my One of my family members got me the Assassin's Creed, the Valhalla one. And I'm, I'm playing that right now, and I'm like, why does everything look terrible, and why does nothing work? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same reason. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it works on the backwards compatible genre or whatever, or the console, but it's not going to look good. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's so sad that that's happening because it, it, over time, you know, all these consoles are becoming so expensive, and everyone's, like, sitting there, like, debating, is it even worth it right now if I have something that does everything anyway? And, you know, I can understand for the PC people, because PC people, it's all, it's almost like a cult. You, you, you have to upgrade. You have to continue forward. You know, you're, you're never through with upgrading your PC Different breeding until humans. it's like a water-cooled, like, nuclear reactor for power source or something. But, you know, for us normal people, the, the, the plebeians of, of society, we, we, you know, sitting there and seeing, like, all those people who were scalping them and selling them for an upcharge of, like, 1300 bucks. Just talk about low class, man. How yeah. that's so uncool. I mean, people are playing more video games than they've ever been right now, especially during COVID. As you have people who've never been involved in that sect of, you know, entertainment before, people who are just getting new into it, people who are enjoying the community behind it, some people getting into the streamer culture, all of that stuff, and all of these people are just snubbing away their access to it it's just it's sad it's it's so very smart very evil (laughs) it's like oh i see what you're doing you heartless bastard yeah yeah i'm i'm still amazed that that was actually so widespread of a problem Mm -hmm. like it it doesn't even really sound real that Mm -hmm. that could affect on a national level Mm -hmm. distribution and or supply and things Mm -hmm. like that but it it was it was that big well it was it it was crazy because i think it was a two-fold problem of the you know the people Microsoft and Sony didn't realize how many more people were going to be buying these. Because, right. again, like, you know, people are starting to play video games younger. So you have people who are playing on console at a younger age. So you have a m- bigger population of gamers at that point. And then on top of that, it's become so much more popular. Because no one has anything else no to do. Too. And so, of course, people are, you know, doing this kind of shit. And, you know, the funniest thing is there's this whole slew of stories coming out from, like, IGN and other uh, Gamer Ranks was a YouTube channel that talked about it. And <laughs> apparently some of the scalpers were selling them on, like, Facebook Marketplace and other things. And people would fake being interested in it. And then they'd just go rob the guy and steal <laughs> all of them. Which the guy who robbed him, you know, again, we don't. No one wants to advocate for robbing anyone. It's uncool because again, you're probably threatening their life at that point. But you know, it was a bit of a bit of karma coming at them a little, right. you know, a so little yeah, there. Legally, that is his property, and mm-hmm. that is that is a crime. But also, is he really the bad guy for taking yeah. those? Well, then, well, the sad part of that is the guy's probably going to take them and then also go scalp them. Right. Yeah. Which uh, you just sit there and you're like, okay, yeah, what's just, he going to do? Distribute them to the homeless now? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, little boy, do you want a free PS5? You know, it's so... But I will say, you know, the new games coming out have been great. I've been playing the, Call, the new Call of Duty a lot. I'm already at, like, third prestige. I feel it's it sucks that it's the Call of Duty I'm the best at, but none of our friends play it right now. Including me. Including you. you have to dry on making, that one. making me feel bad. But it's still, it's incredible. It's a great callback to Black, the original Black Ops and everything. The Zombies is a ton of fun. Ugh, can't Can't even tell you how great it is. Yeah, I usually – I'm, like, playing catch-up on a lot of stuff, but I do have – well, now I have two games that actually came out this year. I have the Assassin's Creed game, and I have Doom Eternal. And I'm honestly amazed that I have games that came out, like, very recently because, for the most part, I'm playing games that came out, like, three years ago. Oh, I mean – like, like, oh, now it's 20 bucks. All right, now I'll buy it. Oh, I mean, I was playing Fallout New Vegas, and that came out in, like, what, 2013? Not even – like 20, 2011. I just got to go back and play the old ones. I mean, do I want to talk about throwbacks? I told you this the other day. I got uh, the Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer game because uh, some company 
made a port for it for the Xbox. And I bought it for like eight bucks, and I've had so much fun with it. And it looks the same; it plays the same. They just, they just changed the controls, so now you can play it on Xbox instead mm-hmm. of like Dreamcast, which is what I had back in the day. Oh, it was for the Dreamcast. I had it on the Dreamcast, man. I think I, we still had that Dreamcast somewhere, but I was like eight bucks, and then I don't have to worry about trying to make my ancient technology work again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and, and shell that out. Oh, it's worth eight bucks. Absolutely. Oh, it's been it's been a hoot. A hoot and a holler. A hoot and a holler. And I, when I first started playing, I was like, man, this is really, really easy. And then mm-hmm. I realized I was playing, like, the beginner levels. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing the harder ones. I was like, oh, no, okay, this is actually really hard. So either little me never got that far in the game or little me was way better than I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one it was. Well, you know what's been freaking awesome, though, is just the up-and-coming games, which is going to force me to get the new hardware at some point. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to cave in eventually. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about... Let's see what, what what's come out. Werewolf the Apocalypse I saw, which looks pretty crazy. Um, Hitman Three. I've never been a big fan of the Hitman franchise, but I know it's awesome just because of the videos of the heat seeking or the person seeking. Uh, what is it? A like a box that you can throw, or like a like a suitcase. You can just throw it and it seeks onto people. And so there's this funny video going around of a guy getting onto a a, a water ski. And the guy's going, and he just throws it, and it just follows him in the water, <laughs> floating in midair, spinning. Oh, it's ridiculous. That sounds very, uh, it sounds very Saints Row esque almost. Oh yeah, <laughs> it sounds Saints Row ridiculousness. But you know, I'm I'm looking at it right now. I know I know that what was announced. It was oh Mass Effect. Mass Effect's coming out with another game. Oh yeah, which is huge, man. Huge. I mean, I'm a mass. I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. Massive who doesn't Mass Effect fan? Who doesn't like to to fuck aliens in a video game? Dreams come true. Dreams, Dreams come really true. do come true. Which I didn't realize caused a huge stir in the first game. Because again, I was I was young when that came out. I played it years after it came out. But apparently, when it first came out, there was all these like religious organizations and stuff saying, "How how dare you do this? It's horrible! It's your your my child is banging a hot blue alien lady in right. his game, and D- you're D- just D- sitting satanic. there laughing." Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess you kind of forgot that that was probably like sex and video games and stuff was actually kind of probably new around that time. Mm-hmm. Or what? Like like the old like GTA's and stuff were kind of really part of the first times that that stuff happened. Oh yeah. I have no. I mean, I'm not a game historian, so I can't confirm that for sure. But I would imagine. That was probably the turn for everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you get the religious people to get all crazy for it for a little bit, and then they go away, and then you can do whatever you want again. Yeah. Oh, Outriders. That's supposed to be a big one. Kind of a Destiny-esque kind of game. Uh, it's made by the people who made Bulletstorm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know, Um. yeah, From Software's new game will be on the next gen. Elden Ring. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic for the new Halo game. I know that whole meme came out with, like, the, the brute oh. <laughs> and the bad graphics. But uh, if the gameplay's good, I, again, as you've learned about me, I'll play on. I'll play games that look like complete trash, like mm-hmm. Episode One Pod Racer. Yeah. <laughs> if the gameplay is good. Well, a big one that's coming out in June is Back for Blood, and it's made by the guys who left Valve, and they were the guys who made Left for Dead. So Which Left for Dead and love, Left for Dude, Left for, games. Left for Dead and Left for Dead Two were some of the most fun co-op games you could ever play with your buddies. You're up at like 4 a.m. That's still dark out, and you're still playing, and your eyes are burning, and there's a smoker that just got you guys, and then nothing uh, ever beats just the screams of terror when like a charger like mm-hmm. just slammed into you or a smoker got you on the neck. <laughs> you hear your friend just yep. go, ah, ah, go up, oh, someone get him, someone get him. Yep. And so apparently they made this new one, and it's supposed to be super badass. You have tons of guns, tons of characters, tons of crazy shit. Can't wait. Can't freaking wait. I do miss, like, co-op gaming because it definitely isn't a thing for us old folk as much as it used to be. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, you know with Borderlands, I played Borderlands 3 with some people, and I tell you what, it's kind of lost its magic a little bit, the whole co-op, you know, just the four-player co-op games and things like that. I just, maybe it was the group of people because maybe we weren't super into it as we wish we were, but, you know, it's kind of sad you know i'm 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 gonna miss all that you know other than like fighting games and stuff where you can you play couch co-op for like super smash bros or something yeah yeah smash bros and mario kart are still like the last bastions mm-hmm. of, of a like, couch co-op honestly because no one really no one that i know at least does anything else well yeah thank god for you know what is it uh nintendo <laughs> yeah again like i 
I love like the Mortal Kombat games and stuff, but I just never really known a lot of people that would play with me like consistently. So mm-hmm. it's not really part of like the culture of people that I know. Maybe yeah, goes, yeah. We well, play it all the time. I'm like, well, I I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's you know the whole issue. For example, I'm not a fan of Minecraft whatsoever, and I still, for some reason, I still have a bunch of friends who play Minecraft, and I can't. I get it. It's a great game. I get it. I know why it's amazing. It's not my cup of tea. I don't... It's a nostalgia factor again. I, yeah. I I think that if you didn't play it when it came out, you're not going to play it now. Yeah. That's, that's both of us. It, it also, there seems to be such a learning curve. And also, when we have such incredible graphics in like the normal hardware we have now, why do I want to play something that's just blocks? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, man. It's just like, why blocks? But, you know, I get why. And, but you know, I'll sit there and be like, don't you guys want to play call of duty with me and they're like no we're doing minecraft stuff yeah you're so basic but call of duty well yeah it's actually it's probably more basic to play minecraft now yeah honestly or you know at least then a couple of my friends play fortnite and i'm just like you're an adult you have a job you pay taxes (laughs) you're getting killed by 10 year olds out here and you're screaming at your screen because a 10 year old just said he wants to fuck your mom (laughs) you got to do something else man you're the kind of dude who goes and gets the freaking uh Who's the rapper who did the thing in Fortnite? Oh, Travis Scott. Travis, you want you're the kind of gay who goes gets the Travis Scott burger. <laughs> Freaking weirdo. Unbelievable. It is. I will say in defense of Fortnite, a game which I like have never played. Like yep. I think I had it downloaded on my console for like ten minutes <laughs> because some, one of my friends like demanded that we played it. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do this. Um, but in defense of it, it at least like is probably one of the renaissance figures for like modern warfare 2 style lobbies <laughs> like there's no other place you're gonna find that where people are just screaming at each other like that oh yeah oh, it's glorious i will say if you're older than 19 and you bought a travis scott burger i'm i'm so sad for you <laughs> you're better dude. than that you're better i don't than think that. anyone around our age likes travis scott anymore because of the super bowl yeah we I, I just wanted love, SpongeBob. I just love the video of him in auto tune falling off a stage. What? <laughs> and you just—it's all in the auto tune. It's amazing. It's a great video. But um, I, oh, geez, I'm looking at the list of things that are coming out. Far Cry Six. That's gonna be good. Far Cry's just been consistently on point, pretty much. Oh so. yeah, I mean they had that other one which was kind of like a. Uh, what, like the offshoot one that they yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, and it was like, oh, you know, it's it's not in the normal timeline, and it's kind of pretty much a reskin of the other game, you know? Where Sounds it, very much like a Gears of War judgment situation. Yeah, Everyone exactly. Everyone just kind of is very eager to forget about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're just not really going to talk about that one. If you're so, a Gears fan and you remember Judgment Day, I'm, Halo Infinite just to forget about it. is coming out. Oh, it's to be announced. So these are all to be announced games. So, yeah, a lot of these, like, you know, you see the E3 trailers and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, if I'm... If I'm learning from experience, I'm not really holding my breath on a lot of these because, you know, these E3 trailers come out now like eight years before the game does, apparently. So. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I am just so excited for Mass Effect because I am uh, – they have the Legendary Edition coming out, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy. I don't care how much it costs. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. And then, you know, they also have – Get the know, middle – get the sweet middle case. I did that for one game. What ga- oh, I, I got a, it for – I have it for Black Ops 2, I think. I got it for Borderlands 3. Oh, man, that's what I did it mm. for. Which I was like, all right, I gotta, you know, I'll splurge for like my favorite yeah. franchise. You know, yeah, like way back in the day, I had like the Borderlands, uh, not Borderlands, uh, Black Ops Two, Metal Case. I think that was probably the only one though. But it it looked pretty sweet. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. it looked sick in my pullout drawer. <laughs> looks sick in my pullout drawer <laughs> <laughs> that you know nobody ever sees. Digimon Survive. I'm just gonna take a look at this word run right now. Digimon. Digimon Are you Survive. A Digimon kid. Digimon were like. What they're supposed to be like edgier Pokemon? Was that the idea? Yeah, and they and they had like like technology integrated with them and stuff. It's like yeah, cyber cyberpunk Digimon. That's what Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven needs. That's where they messed up. Ooh. Not enough Digimon. Digimon Survive has players learn about and bond with their Digimon in an entirely new world. The survival RPG puts tamers in the unviable role of having their peaceful lives broken up with new Jane with new dangers in a world they haven't quite grasped yet. This looks interesting. That's what, yeah, survival games are definitely becoming I think Minecraft probably had a, a, a big hand in that, but you know like Ark. 
Evolve, or survival, whatever that one is. Oh, like, Ark I mean, survival. No Man's Sky is kind of like that, from what I understand. Oh yeah, this, this these massive open worlds where all the players can interact and everything. And Fallout seventy six. Oh my god. Of survival games. Oh, it's barely even a survival game. It's the fucked up part. You know, it and, is because if you survive playing it, that's that's the achievement right there. Oh so yeah, you got through it. There is actually a funny story with that. There is a pretty thriving uh, hardcore. A role play community for Fallout 76. And so there's organizations within that community who all play as certain um, factions. And so one of the factions is like the, you know, the West Virginia Alliance, which is basically just like militias. Another one is the, um, uh, the Brotherhood of Steel. And another one is the Enclave. And so they fight each other frequently in, in like a whole role play thing. And there's, you know, there's like reputations at stake and people like are really playing to their concept and their character and all that good stuff. And because of everything that's been going on with social media, because of the name, the West Virginia militia or whatever, or the West Virginia Alliance or something, it's all of their Facebook like communities that they interact, that's how they get information out and talk to their community and everything, has been taken down. Oh, wow. Because it was considered, they thought it was, you know, like some far-right or crazy militia or something like that. <laughs> it was really just a video game group. And it's just like, oh, wow. That's a crazy freaking story. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, uh, as you see, they're like YouTube things too, where they give people strikes or stuff like that. Sometimes whoever whoever is out here policing it doesn't always have a full grasp of what they're penalizing if they don't know the group super well or things like that you see that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean i see all the time with youtube things and stuff i'm sure it's happening now with all the new wave of uh policies and stuff so interesting time hopefully they get back up because they can prove oh i think so yeah i think that was the, the they made it pretty clear that they were going to get everything back together but it is nuts that like, we just play video games we promise <laughs> we just play video we're games. we're just trying to make a subpar game not super subpar sorry we just like having fun with our friends we're just big, uh, just big Todd, nerds. Todd Howard fans. Todd <laughs> Howard's that his name? That, yeah, that, Todd that, Howard. Yeah. We're huge Todd Howard fans, even though he's a fucking asshole, <laughs> and we're all tired of him now. But Todd Howard gave us Todd Howard memes, and for that we are forever thankful. Todd Howard gave us Todd Howard memes. <laughs> Got to give the man some credit. Oh my god. In that regard. But yeah, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about video games. That's for sure. You wanna? What else you wanna move on to today, my guy? Well, I know we said uh, because it's a new year. You know, we got like new. I, I don't, are you like a resolution guy? Is that a thing you do? Kinda. You know, it, it's I don't like doing the resolutions because there's. I feel like there just comes a point where you usually make them so high and falluting that you it's it's almost impossible to grasp. You know, like the people are like oh, I'm gonna lose fifty pounds and then they immediately spend two weeks at the gym don't lose 50 pounds they lose maybe five and then they're you know thrown back to their house and they never go back again because they feel so depressed about it right i don't like that i don't like that unattainable goal concept that these things always tend to bring up you know i want to make more money i want to do this i want to do that well that's all you know that's all tough to do in a quick period of time how do you make more money sell everything you own like that's you know (laughs) like it's all kind of ridiculous so i definitely think it's more of just trying to make better habits. That's something, especially with COVID and being locked down and everything. Like I'll tell you what, one of my worst habits that I've been doing is I have a caffeine addiction. I love caffeine. It's, it's God's gift to humanity. Yeah. Mine's gotten pretty bad. Yeah. And I spend, uh, I go to a, the same convenience store pretty much every morning before work and I get two kickstarts. Oh, everyone here knows your love of kickstarts. I'm sure we've talked about it like three times already, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the other thing I've been doing is there's these M&Ms, and they're brownie-filled. Not good. And they're delicious. And it started with me just buying a pack of the normal size pack. And then I got to the shareable size. And now I'm sitting here every time I go to this store, and I got these brownie M&Ms looking me in the face, and I buy a pack, and it's becoming an issue, man. It's just it's money I don't need to spend. It's calories I really don't need. And I got to quit that. Got to quit it. Because it's just not healthy. It's just mm-hmm. not good for me. And another big one is uh, cooking my own food. Uh, during COVID, that's been a big issue. Because, you know, my I've you know been living at home for a little while. And my, I love my mom and my dad dearly. But had my sister come back 
from Chicago. She is where she works, and she had to stay here just because of the craziness between the cities and everything. And, you know, anytime she shows up, oh, my God, your sister's home. We have to have the best food ever. We're going to make huge dinners. And I'm just like, can I please have a chicken breast and some mixed veggies? <laughs> I don't need a whole lasagna. <laughs> and so I got to get back to meal prep. And I actually enjoy it. I like to cook. It's one of my, you know, it's definitely a hobby for me. It's something that relaxes me. But, you know, getting back into meal prepping, controlling portion sizes, getting those habits back again is just great because it, it's so difficult to, you know, there's a big dude. I don't want to jump into, like, the 4XL mark. Right. You know. I th- yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, last couple months of the year already will always throw you off because you always have holidays and things like that. Mm-hmm. This year was different, but still combined the fact that we got super sick and mm-hmm. like everything got thrown out of whack very quickly. Like I remember just coming out of that and all the kind of positive habits that I had formed mm-hmm. prior to that, mm-hmm. because I would say one of the like, good things of isolation and things like that was that it mm. gave you that time and gave you those resources to, all right, Hey, you're always talking about how you want to, you know, make sure you work out five days a week or make sure you do all these things, like take the time to prep food, things like that. Like mm-hmm. you don't really have the excuse to not do that now. Yep. So now you had that ability to do it, but then getting sick just threw you off of it. Cause I mean, I was starving for when I came out of it cause I was never eating anything mm-hmm. and I just, I just ate everything in sight yeah, <laughs> because I was so, I was hungry for like five days straight. Same freaking Once I got out of the hospital and you know, they give you shit in the hospital. Everything had gravy on it. For some reason. Everything had gravy. I, I will never understand how so many meals can just have crappy gravy on it. But, yeah, so I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think habits are good. Yeah, again, it's always things that you can control, right? The thing that people, the mistake people make when they make resolutions is they go, like, oh, I'm going to get that promotion or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's not up to you, <laughs> really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Or things like that, you know, like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to be in a relationship by the end of this year. It's like, well, you don't know that. You can't say that because you don't speak for the other person Yeah, that you're supposedly going to start getting with. Like, you don't know that. So mm-hmm. um, one of my friends has a really good thing where she does, like, monthly resolutions. So she, like, divvies up whatever the things that she's trying to accomplish throughout the year mm-hmm. and will actually assign months to them. And then she'll have, like, those habits start to form during that time. And that's when it's really big. And then hopefully by the end of the month, She's done the thing, or now it's part of her daily routine, and now she can move on to the next one. But I think that's really smart. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great way of doing it. Because if some people aren't as organized as that, and I know I'm not that kind of person. Oh, I'm, neither am I. Yeah, which I'm is like, like, that's great for you. Yeah, <laughs> it would never work for me. Oh yeah, it's it's you know everyone's gonna have their own way of doing it. But the one thing you know, if I could advise anybody, is to not sit there and give yourself some lofty goal. You know, I'm gonna lose a hundred pounds. I'm gonna make another fifty k. You know, something like that. Like, it's more about developing yourself as a person versus the end result because the end result will come the positives will start to flow in as you develop the good habits yeah and so if you want to be a better worker you know that's one of those habits for example and this is something for our generation man put your fucking phone down Mm -hmm. don't be a good worker focus on your shit focus is hard i mean i i I am having problems with it and you know i have to use my phone so frequently for work with calls and emails and being in the field that you know it's become you know attached to my hip and even while i'm sitting there in my office at the desk you know i'm having trouble not picking it up so you know what i've started doing is i actually have a key that locks one of the um drawers on my desk and i keep the ringer on loud and i put it in there and i lock it so I have to do multiple actions to get my phone into my hands, right? It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a pick it up thing. I have that to way halfway through, you can catch yourself and go, what exactly. am I doing? What have and, I become? And so it helps. It helped a lot. I did it for about two months and, you know, it got me to a better place with it. I probably have to do it again now because mm-hmm. I need to kind of retrain myself like that. But, you know, little things, little things create big, big changes over time. Yeah. It's ha- yeah. Habits and mentality. Mm-hmm. Like if you can, again, loftiness maybe can be tough so again instead of i'm going to do all these things well i'm going to start thinking about try to think of things in a new perspective and things like that Mm -hmm. so maybe you can catch yourself in the act of maybe having a negative train of thought and you can try to spin Mm -hmm. it or you know commit yourself to a new type of concept or something like that you know like i know for me kind of i guess if i had to pick one like i'm again i'm not really super huge on it because everyone forgets about it like two months down the line anyway so, but if I had to pick one for me, it's kind of like trying to encourage the sort of more like original creativity for myself more mm-hmm. because the, the kind of like 
revelation I'm starting to come to, especially during COVID and not being able to do a lot of like the performing and the singing and the stuff that I usually do or I like to do. A lot of it's coming down to like, well, I actually might start to be getting tired of doing other people's stuff. That's kind of the big thing for me. And like, I might want to start doing my own things more. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got reinforced the other day, which is something I actually wanted to bring up to you. I'm going to get artsy with you. Well, because um, it was like a post circulating around my like theater friends. Mm-hmm. And it was this person talking about how when she was young and she went to New York and she had her, you know, she had her headshot and she had her like little book of songs and she had her dream. And like, she thought that was, that was going to be all she needed. Mm-hmm. And now the whole thing is, you need like you need your TikTok, you need your Instagram, you need your website. Like you need to have all this like digital presence, mm-hmm. and you need to do all these other things to be able to even have a shot. And I was sitting there just like I don't. That's not why I got involved. Like the whole thing, I love the like expression of humanity that comes with any type of creativity. Mm-hmm. But all of that stuff, just I've never gotten past it feeling very artificial. Mm-hmm. But all these, you see all these people out here, and that's part of their gig like that's part of their job like yeah i gotta have a big following because otherwise people won't want to hire me Mm -hmm. like i i get that but also i just don't want to be like that that's Mm -hmm. not where i want to put my energy towards at all so for me it was kind of like all right well i'm not gonna do all this shit just to placate somebody else's ideas Mm -hmm. let me just try to maybe go forth with some of my own stuff Mm because it's not like anyone's putting on anything right now anyway so yeah exactly (laughs) you got plenty of time to come up with some ideas so that was kind of like for me because it is it is harder to dive into that though, because you will always have that voice telling you like, you're never going to make anything as good as, as these other people are already are already making. Like, well, you, don't bother. Right. You, but you, nothing ever comes perfectly on the first try. Absolutely. And, and you know what, especially on the art concept here, and this is something that people tend to forget is, you know, in the general, in the general process, process of human existence, right. We've been fighting for survival the entire time. And until we are comfortable and we're surviving and we're thriving, then art really takes hold and you can really, as an individual, go into and explore your artistic side, right? That's individually, that's societally for a lot of different things. And so, you know, what happens right now, especially you have people who are doing better than they've ever done in human existence. We're the people in the United States are living better than they've ever lived in, in just compared to any human anywhere ever in time. Right. And, and this is in general. This is just in general. If you averaged all the Americans together, everyone's living pretty well, you know? And so you have the freedom to go and explore those things. And what people started are starting to realize is it's becoming oversaturated. You have a lot of people with a lot more free time, with a lot more ease of implementation and ease of approach to art. So that you no longer have the really talented people, the truly exceptional ones, getting through. People who are just okay can be involved easily. You know? Yeah, I wasn't sure where you're going with that, but I, I would agree with that. Because, I mean, you look at the amount of just crap yeah. <laughs> that you can find on TV. Because there's so many, you know, so many channels, so many pro- like networks, mm-hmm. all these different streaming services now. Like, everything's getting, you know, anything can get greenlit nowadays. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff you can see. Like, some of the... Some of the big cable shows my mom and dad watch, I'm like, guys, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> but not everyone, you know, not everyone has the same uh, same artistic taste. craving yeah. desire, I guess, But mm-hmm. which is fair. But, yeah, to your point. And, again, the whole kind of new platforms, I, I wouldn't really call TikTok people, like, art- artists. Mm-hmm. But I, some of them would call themselves that. Yeah, and, and you I know. I guess, I may, who am I to say that they're not? But. It's some of these platforms, particularly with social media, are starting to devalue what the true artistic talent would be, right? You really don't have to be that good to get recognition. And that's the thing that's being that's becoming troublesome for people who are very committed to yeah. the art. Again, you know? if, you, yeah, if, you, if you know how to kind of use the system to your advantage, mm-hmm. you can get away with not really actually having to be that good <laughs> yeah and to a certain point and usually that'll stop but yeah i mean if hey if you're if you're hot <laughs> yeah you can, get, you can get pretty far or if you know somebody you know it's like oh, yeah if you're someone's yeah. kid or if you're someone's nephew well that's the messed up thing if you're if you're a dude and you got one of those yee ass haircuts and you, got, <laughs> and you got like an earring that's like a feather or something and you jump on there and you just you're a freaking heartthrob 
you you can do whatever you want. If you're a girl and you happen to be pretty well endowed, you can show a little bit of cleavage and boom, you're 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 a goddess for a while, <laughs> which is nuts. It's you know, you have so much control. And, you know, it's also unfortunately given to people who are young and don't get me wrong young people deserve a little more credit than i think we give them sometimes you know we're young people still but people are pretty they're getting a little smarter than everyone likes to think they are oh yeah but oh, yeah, all the, the tiktok people making like millions are like 16 oh yeah but you know they're still kids you know they're still kids they're fallible you know they have their own things they got to work through till adulthood yeah well it's like everyone everyone recognizes that like child stardom is like a plague and it's a real big problem for and it's like, why would this be any different for these people? Like, mm-hmm. I, I get that they're not like children; they're teenagers. But mm-hmm. I think the same thing kind of applies, man. Like, I'm kind of I'm nervous for these people. Yeah. Like, Ten years down the line, what are they going to be looking like? I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you you could definitely see there being a lot of issues in the future for people like that. And then you know, the the other thing, this is just my traditional, con- you know, traditional Brian coming through. But you really, if that's all you ever do. What life skills are you really developing to the point where you can be self-sufficient? And other than that, you know, what if that money all got taken away one day? And again, chances are probably not. But there's some people in there who maybe they got sued. Maybe there's a copyright against them. Maybe this or that. Or maybe there's a divorce, something like that. But if you made all your money off of traveling and taking pictures in pretty places with your abs hanging out, what what is that given you to do? Uh, nothing <laughs> that's and that's kind of my one of the points that i was kind of making earlier it's like i couldn't i can't really get into these type of things and then f- i couldn't feel good about myself after yeah like if, if i was going to put so much energy into all that stuff just to get a shot at doing the things i actually want to do mm-hmm. i don't know if it would be worth it yeah and, and then you know another kind of deep side of that is you know how much of it is do i want to be proud of myself versus i want other people to be proud of me exactly you know and 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 that's something i hope people kind of learn more is that you know the only real you know what, what's the word i'm blanking on it right now the only real validation you need is validation from yourself and that you're doing you're doing well you're happy you're doing the right thing yada 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 and so unfortunately this is just you know all this stuff at large is it you need the validation of other people those likes are like cocaine man you just keep getting them and you just keep shooting them up mm-hmm. i think that was that's another kind of thing too is where you know if you look at people getting involved in artistic creative endeavors and things like that i think before social media had really gotten to the point where it is now and now it's like a career option for a lot of people yeah i think before that you know the people that were just seeking the validation kind of got whittled out because when you started to really struggle and you know go through the hard times you realize there were maybe other things you could do to get that validation that Mm. didn't have to be involved you know just being on stage or whatever and the people that really wanted to be there for the right reasons were the people that stuck around yeah but now people that are involved for kind of those more like selfish reasons mm-hmm. can have a platform that will encourage that mm-hmm. type of uh, type of behavior. Again, I'm not really trying to judge anyone here. You know, make your living, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I worry for these people more than anything else. Seriously. Absolutely, there are peers. Yeah, you know, there are peers, and I worry for my peers. And it's it's a scary time. So you, you know what? I actually got a couple. We're gonna do some some wags wisdom right now, and we're gonna drop in a couple of things. For a new year to work on. I'll give you three. All right. First one, take some more personal responsibility for yourself. I don't care who you are. I don't care what position you're in, what part of life you're in. The world's tough. People are hard at times. Take some responsibility for what you do. Whether that's getting up in the morning, whether that's apologizing to someone you wronged. Take that responsibility for your actions and for what's gone on. And own up to it and be better. Number two, don't lie. There's been a lot of issues with people dealing with a very turbulent period in our nation's history. It's tough. It's difficult. Everyone's scared. But the best thing you can do right now is be honest with yourself, be honest with your friends, be honest with your family, and keep a good open line of communication between all those people because more people love you than you think. Lastly, be respectful. Very few things are a given amongst most people. And one thing that you can give and you'll immediately get back will be respect. And the people who don't are people you don't need to have around you. Respect's important. 
It keeps everyone in a good social alignment. It makes sure that our society sticks around as something that's supposed to show integrity and silent command. And that's it. Yep. Those are those are indeed wise words from a very wise man. Yeah, yeah. So you Yeah, know. I mean yeah, responsibility, accountability, you know, I think mm-hmm. kinda of go hand in hand and the whole thing about not lying, like that can definitely be huge. And I know like looking back on like my past behavior and stuff, like as someone who just is very much very willing to put like his own sort of shit at the side to like make sure other people are happy, mm-hmm. like that can get you into trouble. Like you gotta really take care of yourself first. And because and through doing that mm-hmm. and by doing all those things, good things will happen as a result. And taking care of yourself does mean like taking care of other people but in a healthy way that doesn't just put your own st- like your own issues at jeopardy or you know, you're not really being a hero. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a big thing that you have to kind of begin to realize. Yep. And, you know, no one is really going to feel sorry for you eventually by the end of it if you just continue to victimize yourself. And mm-hmm. look, I everyone's got tough situations. Everyone's got tough circumstances. But if you don't look at it and say, what can I do, mm-hmm. which goes into the responsibility thing, then you're just, you know, you're not helping yourself. Yep. By doing that. So a couple of good things to work on. Hopefully everyone can sit there and gleam something from that. But, you know, we'll go back onto a more enjoyable perspective now. Yeah. Well, I'll say the only other thing that uh, – before we move on. Okay. I, that I had heard or seen – I don't remember where I saw it, but it, it definitely stuck with me. I think you'd like it too was um, just the idea of no more, no more non-zero days, mm-hmm. which I really like, where it's like if you just have that perspective, again, you don't have to – if you put a lot of – responsibility on yourself or a lot of expectations on yourself mm-hmm. that can be that can kind of break it towards the end and maybe you won't be you know you'll collapse or you'll exhaust yourself and then mm-hmm. you won't do anything but if you just have that mindset of like no non-zero days mm-hmm. like even if it's just hey i did you know i did 20 push-ups today or mm-hmm. all i did was i did my laundry that was it you know it's mm-hmm. like hey non-zero good for you like you did something you know yeah yeah Getting it's some of it done just so. you know and this is i saw this somewhere as well going off of that is you know some anything worth doing is worth doing shitty. Mm-hmm. So you know some people, and this is some people who might have different mental perspectives or mental you know toughness days and things like that. You know, you name it. Some people deal with depression, anxiety, all that kind of thing. And I remember it being kind of you know related to that. And but it was specifically that you don't have the energy to get up and take a shower. Get up and wash your face. If you don't have the energy to work out that day. Maybe you walk down to the corner store because you need to go there anyway instead of driving. You know, it's doing anything. Just do something, mm. you know. And then, again, it's the whole, you know, just because you didn't shower, you brushed your teeth, it's better than not doing any of it. Right. And that's, yeah, the non-zero thing was uh, related to that as well. And, mm. you know, those are obviously things I definitely relate to with the stuff that I've dealt with before. So mm. it's a good mentality to have. And even as things are getting better, like it's a good thing to keep because you can apply it to – your more specific goals. Like if I'm, you know, writing stuff and it's like, I'm hitting a roadblock and I don't really want to do it today. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. no non-zero day. If you get a hundred words done, that's better than zero. Right. Oh, so absolutely. Just do that. So that's a good thing to have. And you have to do it within reason. Cause you don't want that to become your excuse to never do enough. Right. Mm-hmm. If you, the idea is that that propels you forward and eventually, you know, maybe your benchmark eventually isn't non-zero now it's non-one like you gotta do better than one mm-hmm. and then eventually you're up to doing better than two every day you know yeah so yeah that's that's the hope for it but yeah. it's a good place to start if that's where you're at and i know a lot of people are definitely probably at that right now because mm-hmm. everything's pretty terrible <laughs> so you know we're gonna we're gonna take a take a moment and we're gonna move on to something more positive i gotta ask him what are you most excited for this year Ooh, well I'll give the cheap answer, and then I'll think while I'm thinking about a better answer, because the cheap answer is probably what everyone's thinking, which is when people are vaccinated and mm-hmm. we can get back to normality or the new world order <laughs> of whatever <laughs> that's going to look like. But and who knows when that's going to be? I mean, everyone's talking about summer, but I mean, again, I'm, I'll date myself with this depending on how things turn out. But mm-hmm. so that's probably the uh, the easy answer. Um, yeah, I mean, for for me personally. I think for me personally, actually, it's probably going to be finishing the first, finishing the first like book that I'm writing, and then moving on to the next one. That's mm-hmm. like the, that's the thing, because uh, I started writing it like last year, and I'm at like fifty thousand words right now, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something I've always wanted to do, 
and I, it was definitely like kind of my first passion was writing and things like that. And then that kind of transitioned into more like performing stuff. But now I'm coming back to it because of everything we've talked about mm-hmm. and just having the time and I'm still pretty into it. But a big thing is like, I've already come up with other ideas. I'm like more excited about, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so it's like, all right, focus up, get this thing done. And then even if it's terrible, you can move on to the next one. And then you had that, you got that rep in, you know, mm-hmm. and you have that done and then you can work on editing it and stuff. So I'm definitely excited about it. And I can say that it'll happen because I know it's within my control mm-hmm. to make it happen. Um, unless something very disastrous happens, but I'm not really anticipating that. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That's, that's what's got me jazzed currently. That's the thing mm-hmm. that's getting me revved up. Um, so that's probably going to be my answer. What about you? Uh, I've been thinking about it a little bit, and, you know, there there could be the big life things, right? Obviously, COVID being over. Yeah, that's the given. Yeah, it's, I'm kind of tired of hearing that, you know. Who knows if it'll ever be over, but it'll hopefully be over soon. When it comes to personal life, um, kind of on two things. A, moving out. Got to move out. Need mm-hmm. my own place. Need my own space. Need to have a place where we don't have to do our podcast at my basement. We could do, do it, it in a different basement. We could do it in a different <laughs> basement, you know. Um, and and you know that that that'll apply to my job. Change might change professions, all that kind of good stuff. You know, really big life changes there. But the big one is I'm going to look to try and drop about 50 pounds. And I'm actually really excited to do that because I like to work out. I've always enjoyed it. It's always been a fun thing for me. But because of COVID and everything, and living with my family, who some of them have. Um, you know, are much more likely to catch it and, and be uh, severely harmed by it. They're on that list of people who could get harm, harmed more likely. And, you know, that made it really difficult to be in the gym, even though they're open in New Jersey. The gyms are open. You have to wear a mask six feet apart, all whole nine yards. But, you know, just getting back into it and really watching my diet and cooking for myself and doing all that and seeing the actual results over time and getting back to being strong because – Back in the day, I was pretty yoked, and now I'm <laughs> fucking fat, <laughs> and I hate it because I was like, "Damn, I look good," and now I walk by a mirror and I'm like, "Damn, yo, who let this fucking moose in through the house?" <laughs> Got the antlers and everything. Yeah, man, shit. And so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. This this big bear is coming out of hibernation and is gonna start working out again. That's 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 the plan, man. So I will say because I know because that was a thing you brought up earlier of uh, people, you know, setting that and then not doing it. So. What's gonna be? What's gonna be different for you? Yeah, it's 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 the necessity, right? It's it's more of looking at my own personal health and that what would be the best for me. And I'm not really gonna try and put a time timer on it. I'd sit there and look at my. I'm I'm weighing in at about three fifteen right now, which for I'm six five. You know, for my size, I hold the weight well. But when it comes down to my knees, when it comes down to my lower back, and when it comes down to everything, you know, my general health as well, dropping that down about fifty pounds is going to do wonders for my health. Mm. If effect, if I wanted to be shredded, I'd be at like 250, but I'm never going to be shredded. Well, you want, yeah, you want to have fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to enjoy yourself. Exactly. I don't want to have to eat kale every day, you know. So, but dropping down to about 280, 275, you know, around there is great because I'll see the physical changes and then also get my muscle back up because my forearm cramped up yesterday. And it wasn't from what you think it would probably be. It cramped up from like just picking up like a couple of bags of salt for the you know for the roadway and i sat there and i'm like my forearms never cramped up i'm i used to be strong and i'm like you know i used to be able to hold things and so then i'm sitting there and i'm like i gotta get rid of this that was the moment yeah (laughs) it it was so benign right it was so simple you know like my forearms cramping up from strain and i'm like how i've never felt the strain there you know and so it shouldn't that shouldn't be me you know i gotta make that change right so yeah, I, I I probably have one of those too. I remember someone like making like a joke about like my dad bod, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not me. <laughs> I was like, they sh- they make jokes about that to other people, not me. Mm-hmm. And that was a turning point. I, I mean, I came out of college being pretty heavy, but I have I've I've kept I've took it off and I've mostly kept it off uh, since then. But obviously, still looking to you know keep things going in a in a positive way. But I don't have I don't know if I have like a set goal for like weight or anything like mm-hmm. that. But definitely just staying healthy and working out more i would say yeah the goals would probably be more associated with like with certain workout routines and Mm -hmm. doing more of things and getting heavier with the weights and things like that so Mm -hmm. incremental goals in terms of that but 
I've like never really known how much I should weigh, so <laughs> it's just like, eh, well, as long as you're somewhere between like 165 and 180, I'm like 5'11", like, I'm pretty good with that. As long as it, as long as it looks appears right. well, yeah, because yeah. I was I was 180 at the end of college, but it it was all in the wrong places. <laughs> so <laughs> now I, I I've weighed myself in a while, because I mean I was getting I got pretty slim when I was sick. But again, it was yeah, it was bad. Like it, it looked. Yeah, I dropped I dropped 15 pounds when I was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, and then I immediately put half of it back on. Oh yeah, <laughs> once yeah. I once I was good again, just ballooned up, just in a heartbeat, just pizza and and filler food, like yeah. anything that was good. I yeah. was like, oh, I haven't had this in too long. <laughs> it's been two weeks since I had a slice of pizza. I'm gonna Let die. Me have seven <laughs> of them. So yeah. Dude, uh, speaking of food, I was really excited to ask this question because I know All it right. was a big deal because we're right. talking about food. What's the best kind of cheese? Ooh. Okay. All right. This has two answers. This is two answers, right? What's the best, best kind of melting cheese? Because if you're using the cheese for any melting purposes, you got to have the best kind of melting cheese. Mm. And what's the best kind of on-its-own cheese? If we're talking melting cheese, i got to say American. I know people are going to hate that, but if you're making a grilled cheese or if you're even just, you know, a a panini or something and you want something that's going to melt on a burger, American cheese melts the best. It's not even real cheese. It's whatever the hell you want to call it. The... It's probably mold that they scraped off the bottom of a building somewhere and just yeah, colored orange. Go ahead. Keep digging your grave. Yeah. yeah. So American cheese for melting. General eating cheese, I have to say smoked Gouda. Mm. Smoked Gouda is Gouda. incredible. It's smooth. It's creamy. A little, you know, you know, it can be a little sweet. Amazing. Uh, interesting criteria. We're going with uh... – Melted versus non-melted, which I, I think is actually probably a decent way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, melted, I would say cheddar, um, because I, I'm I'm like one of the anti-American cheese people. Yeah, I'm I'm one of them only because I had it so much as a kid, and I remember it got to the point where I was bringing these like turkey and cheese sandwiches to high school like every day or at least every other day. But I had like the lunchbox and stuff, so it kept like kind of like cool somehow. However, something happened where, like, the cheese kind of, like, it melted, but melted in, like, the not-getting-warm way. It just, yeah. like, smeared. Yeah. And it just got – it just was gross. I remember by the end of it, I couldn't eat it anymore. So, like, I will have – I'm not going to be a bitch about it. Like, if I'm at someone's barbecue and they're like, hey, we're putting cheese on burgers, mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to be like, oh, do you have cheddar? Like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'll take the American cheese. I'll eat it. But I'm never going to choose it if I have the option – of cheddar, love, like some, yeah. If, okay. if cheddar's there, I'm always picking cheddar. Okay, hundred percent okay. of the time. I understand. Cheddar still melts well. Cheddar still melts well. That's the thing. Melting cheese. It's very like, for example, like if you have a full fat um, or a non dehydrated mozzarella, right? Because mozzarella cheese, if you get it fresh or in like the ball and everything, has a lot of water content mm-hmm. to it. It's so when you melt it, it doesn't melt right away. It leaks water onto whatever you put it on so that's why when you buy the mozzarella that's in the bag it's all shredded and stuff it's dehydrated so that it melts well mm-hmm. and so you know mozzarella in general is not a good melting cheese yeah that's why i was gonna say mozzarella for my uh for my not melted cheese okay but the good i would say the gouda is definitely was, was a good call definitely up there i think mozzarella just has a lot of applications mm-hmm. so it's a, like you put it on the the t- you get on the tomato and the bread or whatever you do one of those things oh, do bruschetta. you know just some do bruschetta you do just Cheese and crackers is always good with. You can't go wrong mm. with it. Very uh, flexible type of cheese. Mm-hmm. I do love pepper jack as well. Ooh, and good I'm not choice. Ju- but that also melts pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But I think cheddar is more universal. So yeah, I would probably yeah. still pick cheddar over that. Then, then you get like subjective versus objective. Like, mm. I, like my own personal taste versus like, hey, you can only pick one cheese that the whole world has to eat for the rest of time. Which cheese do you pick? That's like a whole different ballgame. If you're going like objectively – What's the best cheese for everybody? You want to fuck everyone's life up, do like brie and like <laughs> oh you animal brie and like like Swedish blue cheese or something <laughs> like some moldy ass shit. Yeah, just yeah, just crumbled blue cheese. It can't not even. Nice. <laughs> it just has to be the crumbles. <laughs> and it can't even. You can't even be big enough to pick up with your fingers. It has to be real small and annoying. Yeah, real finely crafted blue cheese. Oh, that'd just be terrible. <laughs> oh, that would be like my own form of hell. Like, if I had to, like, you, you want to know what? If I had 
if I had these two situations happen to me, I had to take a bite out of a whole tomato, or if I had to eat blue cheese, I'd probably just kill myself. You don't like, like, you wouldn't eat just, like, straight blue cheese? No. No. Or, like, tomatoes, just, like, a bite out of a tomato. I, yeah, t- I, I, I used to like tomatoes, and I'm, like, grown out of them somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of sad. It's but like, um... That's where I'm at. It's like vegetable jelly. I just, like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I... Like my mom puts it in like the salads that she makes for dinners, and I don't I don't want it. I don't want it because like she makes the cherry tomatoes, mm-hmm. puts them in. I'm like, I when I make salads, I usually I'll put like peppers and onions, mm-hmm. and like um I'll put radishes in them. Oh, radishes are good. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, usually and I usually mix like spinach and romaine and stuff like that. because uh, I like spinach is better for you. The spinach mm-hmm. is really good, but you. Get some classic romaine in there just to mix it up and you know keep it keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm pretty simple on that kind of stuff. Like I, I get the nutrients, I get the flavors that I like. I don't need to go crazy. But you know, you get like she's putting like peas and like tomatoes and all this crazy shit. And I'm like, I don't need all this stuff. And I don't like the tomatoes. I just don't like them anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to always have tomatoes on my burgers and stuff. And now I usually get it without it because you never know if someone's gonna give it to you like too thickly carved. Just takes away from the taste. Oh, it gives, it's all just watery. Yeah, like it's like a mick tomato at some point. Like, right? you, you, have like, you have like a giant piece of tomato in your burger, and it's like bigger, it's thicker than the burger. And you're mm-hmm. just like, what? Who decided? If this? they're like diced on a bruschetta or something, then I'll, I'll eat them. Um, oh, cooked is different. If you cook them and stuff, it's a different story for me. It's like raw tomato. I just. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sound like ungrateful for like my mom making me salads. Like, <laughs> how dare just, you? I know. I'm just saying. You bastard. This is where I'm at. I, I admit my flaws, okay? That's where I'm at. Like we said, no, don't lie. Got to be honest. For the new year. If we're being objective, cheese up everybody. I mean, look, man, cheddar, great. Cheddar goes mm-hmm. cheddar's with everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really good pick for the world cheese. Because if you pick American cheese, everyone's going to hate you. I'm going to pick American cheese. Everyone's going to hate you. I don't care. Like that's what the, I know what's best for them. <laughs> I know what they need. And you need cuz you tell me you're making a grilled cheese and you're making it with cheddar and you're getting the exact cheese pull you want. Nuh-uh. No, you tell me you want a ham and cheese sandwich and you're picking provolone and there's no capicola on it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. There's American. There's American cheese for that. American for your black forest ham or your honey ham. For even ham. turkey, for a BLT. Turkey BLT, turkey ham bacon, and cheddar just always works. And just cheddar goes, with, cheddar goes with all of these things, and it's just better. But I can't, I can't. Well, it depends what kind of cheddar. Are you, are you getting like great value cheddar? I mean, like no, but like you could, and it'd still be better than American. I, that <laughs> that is a load of shit. <laughs> I, I not at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, this is. We might come to blows over this. I don't know if I ever, if I've ever actually had great value cheddar, so I don't know if I could speak to that specifically. But you've never had great value cheddar. Have you ever had a struggle, a struggle cheddar meal? <laughs> no, I've had struggle. I've had struggle lots of other things, yeah. but I've not had a struggle cheddar meal <laughs> specifically. My, 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 I had to make a struggle grilled cheese, and it was just two paper towels with a piece of the cheese in the middle. <laughs> I just peeled off the cheese off the paper towel. I put it in the microwave for too long. I, my, my, my dad is his best friend was crazy, and he used to do this thing where he'd get American cheese and he would put it on like a plate in and then put it in the oven for like a while and basically just melt it and then he would it would get kind of crispy and then he would just eat that ew and he would call it a grilled cheese and so my, my dad was first hanging out with him he's like hey man you want grilled cheese and he's like yeah and then he hands him this plate of this half crispy fucked up cheese and he's just like the fuck is this <laughs> his friend's like it's a grilled cheese i'm like no it's not and the kid was like yeah it is that's what i call it and he's like no it's not. <laughs> and then they had gotten a whole debate about what a grilled cheese was until the parents came home. They're like, oh, yeah, son, we just never told you what a real grilled cheese was. Like, he's not wrong. Like, yeah. that is grilled cheese. Yeah. But it's not a grilled cheese sandwich. Exactly. So that's the distinction there. Mm-hmm. My buddy uh, at school would put, like, the uh, like the little, like, the fried onion bits, you know, you can buy in, like, a can. Mm-hmm. Um, he would put that in it and then dip it in ketchup. In the grilled cheese. Yeah, he put like the fried, like the fried onion bits or whatever, like in the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then when he was finished with the sandwich, he would like dip it in ketchup while he was eating it. And like it was good. That's not bad. Yeah, it was really good. But is that a grilled cheese sandwich? Is that a, it's like a grilled cheese sandwich plus because you're adding the ingredient of the of the onions? 
So so wait, so we had two pieces of bread, mm-hmm. cheese in the middle. Yep. And then you'd also put in the put crunchy in, yeah. bits. Yeah. That is an upgraded grilled cheese. Yeah, it's just like roided out grilled cheese. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like putting bacon in a grilled cheese, mm-hmm. or it's like you know. But I, that's a power move. I gotta try that. That sounds like awesome to me now. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, and then with the ketchup and stuff was good. I don't know if I would have like a grilled cheese with ketchup without the onion, like the fried onion pits though. I don't know if it would feel incomplete to me now. I've done that. I've done that a lot. You know, it's just because I need something else. Yeah, you know, some sauce. Like you can even make sauce. up like a quick, like if you got mayo in your house and you want to just upgrade it. Yeah, hot sauce. Well, people always people always uh, eat grilled cheese with like tomato soup and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. This ketchup is basically tomato soup. Yeah. So there you go. It's just cold tomato soup. But and, and super super fucking sweet. There's right. tons of sugar in ketchup. Oh my god, so much. But yeah, so uh, what do you think, Kev? We're we're, we're clocking in at what we're we clocking in at right now. You know? I have no idea. You have no idea. For, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to use this <laughs> this software. We don't really you know think, what we're doing. You think I know how to use Logic? I don't know what I'm doing over here. I don't here. even know what I don't even know where I am right now. I'm a music major. I've been on, I've been tripping on DMT. I thought I was with Joe Rogan. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie, Jamie, pull it up, pull it up. <laughs> Jamie's not pulling it up, guys. We're screwed. There's an elk in the corner of the room. So I'm gonna get my bow. <laughs> Where's my cool dog? His dog is adorable, by the way. I follow him on Instagram. Which Jay I follow. Dog. I follow more dogs than I follow people, which is fucking awesome. It's the correct ratio, I exactly. Think. It, like it's like seventy-five to like twenty-five. That's how. That's how many more dogs I follow. That's funny, dude. It's uh, it's kind of like Joe Rogan's show. Apparently, I haven't really like listened to it in a long time. But apparently, since the Spotify deal, because now he's on Spotify, mm-hmm. like the. People are saying that the quality is dipped or whatever, like the content isn't the same. I'm like, I don't know. I would believe it because I remember there was the whole stink of like Spotify was going to police the content or whatever, blah, 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 Mm. blah. And he was like, no, they're not. But now maybe they are. Well, you know, know. he's been a guy who's very much a free thinker. So I I think, you know, he's going to sit there and fight for being able to kind of pull on whoever he wants and everything. And don't get me wrong. He does have his own opinions, but he makes them pretty obviously known. These is what I think about things, which I appreciate. Yeah, because yeah, opinion is different than uh, than fact. I mean, yeah. and at least from what I hear, he tends to actually distinguish those things. Can't say that for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he goes in there and he makes it very clear, this is what I believe, this is my opinion, but I want to hear facts and I want to – it's up to change. I'm right. willing to change how I view things. So I, that, you know, overall, net positive of a guy. Yeah, you so know, I, don't know, I don't know how much of that is true. I mean, I'm hoping it's just like – Super rabid fans that just are looking at every like s- tiny little oh, it's just interactions, a- <laughs> being like, "Oh, that's it. That's the Spotify." It's a bunch of stoners who who don't do anything other than listen to his podcasts, <laughs> who think that they've become you know the the furthest. Who think they're elk hunters now? Yeah, basically, they think they're the <laughs> smartest people in the world because they listen to Joe Rogan. But nonetheless, I think he's total net positive for people. I think he, he really cool topics he's come up with. You know, really interesting people come on there. Gives, yeah, it gives a platform to people you probably wouldn't hear from otherwise. I mean, like, he has, like, astrophysicists on there and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like, people wouldn't know these guys' names. XCIA operatives, that. you know, I remember apparently they're talking about how they're going to be declassifying a bunch of UFO shit. I, I, I did see that. I'm very excited. That's, for what, that. I'm most, that's what I'm most excited about for this new year. <laughs> oh, you wanna be, I, dude, I want to know if the aliens are blue and if I can fuck them. <laughs> that's really all I need to know. You're going to get all the Christian ladies upset? I know. I, I, of course, I don't really want to fucking aliens. They probably don't want to fuck me either, which makes me kind of sad. <laughs> but, but why am I not good enough? I would like to meet an alien at least once in my life. I feel like that'd be pretty awesome. Even if it's like some crazy fucking tentacle monster. Like even if I could just dap it up, just once. A little fist bump, get a yeah. little suction on there. Yeah, just, it might hurt a little bit, you know. Just once, just once, I want to dap. Yeah, up it might an just alien. break my mind looking at it to something I can't comprehend. Like. Oh, like fourth me. dimension yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> might fracture me spiritually and mentally, but it could be worth it for the meme. Just, just for the meme. Yeah, get a dab. All right, guys, have a good one. Stay safe out there, and remember to uh, recycle. Recycle, bitches. Peace.